and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or and can't leave the house, I should say now. <laughs> My name is Matt Gonzalez. My name's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. And this week we are looking at chapter four of Peter Pan, which was Come Away, Come Away. Was that the title again? No, that was chapter three. You're, you're working oh, on a week out. Come on now. Chapter right, hang four. on. Chapter four. Chapter, go on, can you remember it? I'm trying to. No. The journey or the flight? Yeah. Oh, yes, it was well the flight. Done. Yes. The flight is what it's called. <laughs> now, so far, I, I take the title with a bit of a pinch of salt because J.M. Barry has been sort of setting us up with like, here's what's going to happen. And what's actually happened is Mr. Darling's doing some counting in the kitchen. And yeah. you're like, oh, man, just let me see some pirates, dude. Yeah. It's been the Mr. <laughs> Darling show so far, hasn't it? It's it like could go anywhere with these, been... couldn't it? It's just been him just acting like a child and us kind of sitting there going, okay, great. Can we get to Peter Pan now, please? But last week, so Peter came back for his shadow. Wendy sewed the shadow back onto his feet. Mm-hmm. Tinkerbell made an appearance and got lost, locked in a chest of drawers. She also got super jealous. She did, mm. which we're thinking will come back later. Well, yeah. She's a sassy little minx, isn't she? Very sassy. She does not like Peter having any conversations. So she's threatened by a, I'm going to say like eight, seven, eight, nine year old girl. Yeah. There you go. So we finished with Peter putting some of the fairy dust from his hand on each of the children and then yeah. beginning to float, if I remember correctly. Uh, so the, end, the very last couple of sentences from the previous chapter said, Peter says, come, and they soared out at once into the night. Oh, so they have they have left the nursery finally. Yeah, and then we get that we had that wonderful like cinematic cut between, didn't we? We were like, oh, the parents are rushing there. Are they gonna get there in time? Oh, the kids are flying. Oh. And so then that came that came to a head with the, the kids have gone out the window and Mr. and Mrs. Darling and Nana got in there just uh, a whisker too late. Well, finally we might get to Neverland then, boys. Well, we hope so. After three chapters of the nursery. So here we go. Should we jump in? Absolutely. Chapter four, The Flight. Second to the right and straight on till morning. That, Peter had told Wendy, was the way to the Neverland. But even birds, carrying maps and consulting them at windy corners, could not have sighted it with these instructions. <laughs> Where's the post office, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Peter, you see, just said anything that came into his head. At first, his companions trusted him implicitly, and so great were the delights of flying that they wasted time circling around church spires or any other tall objects on the way that took their fancy. John and Michael raced, Michael getting a start. They recalled with contempt that not so long ago they had thought themselves fine fellows for being able to fly round a room. Not long ago. But how long ago? They were flying over the sea before this thought began to disturb Wendy seriously. John thought it was their second sea and their third night. Sometimes it was dark and sometimes light, and now they were very cold and again too warm. Did they really feel hungry at times, or were they merely pretending because Peter had such a jolly new way of feeding them? 
His way was to pursue birds who had food in their mouths suitable for humans and snatch it for them. Then the birds would... That's <laughs> Yeah, gross. just that, mum a bird in it. <laughs> 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 They're just coming up and being sick in their mouths or something, like the pain. Uh, <laughs> so they must be flying for quite a while then. I mean, the first instruction is straight on till morning. So I've always thought it was a one night's yeah. journey. Then the birds would follow and snatch it back. And they would all go chasing each other gaily for miles, parting at last with mutual expressions of goodwill. But Wendy noticed with gentle concern that Peter did not seem to know that this was rather an odd way of getting your bread and butter, nor, nor even that there are other ways. Certainly, they did not pretend to be sleepy. They were sleepy, and that was a danger, for the moment they popped off, down they fell. The awful thing was that Peter thought this funny. <laughs> I love the fact they just like, oh, he's popped off again. And d then d does that presuppose they have to do something? Because if, if surely if the magic dust is working... Then if they were asleep, surely they'd just be like... you just stay floating in the air like a blimp. Yeah, just like a... <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> like a blimp. There he goes again! He would cry gleefully as Michael suddenly dropped like a stone. <laughs> Save him! Save him! cried Wendy, looking with horror at the cruel sea far below. Eventually... Peter would dive through the air and catch Michael just before he could strike the sea, and it was lovely the way he did it. But he always waited till the last moment, and you felt that it was his cleverness that interested him, and not the saving of human life. Also, he was fond of variety, and the sport that engrossed him one moment would suddenly cease to engage him, so there was always the possibility that the next time you fell, he would let you go, obviously we're getting a little bit of an insight into peter's character here so he's quite reckless he's a bit of a risk taker he likes to kind of push things to the limit rather than saving someone as soon as he can save them he waits until the last second because it's more exciting and more thrilling then yeah and he seems super fickle as well just yeah that idea that that he likes to like he's got one thing grabs his attention and then he gets bored of that and he's very much like a child playing with a toy he's like yeah oh no don't want that anymore yeah he could sleep in the air without falling, by merely lying on his back and floating. But this was, partly at least, because he was so light that if you got behind him and blew, he went faster. Do be more polite to him, Wendy whispered to John when they were playing Follow My Leader. Then tell him to stop showing off, said John. When playing Follow My Leader, Peter would fly close to the water and touch each shark's tail in passing, just as in the street you may run your finger along an iron railing. They could not follow him in this with much success, so perhaps it was rather like showing off, especially as he kept looking behind to see how many tails they missed. You must be nice to him, Wendy impressed on her brothers. What could we do if he were to leave us? We could go back, Michael said. How could we ever find our way back without him? Well then, we could go on, said John. That is the awful thing, John. We should have to go on, for we don't know how to stop. This was true. Peter had forgotten to show them how to stop. John said that if the worst came to the worst, all they had to do was to go straight on. 
for the world was round, and so in time, they must come back to their own window. <laughs> I mean, that's a very long way around, isn't it? It's like, I mean, oh, it's oh, I've passed the turn in. Do you know what? I'll just go around the whole world and come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has essentially kidnapped them, because obviously they've got no idea how long this fairy dust is going to last. They don't know how yeah. to get home. So it's not like they could suddenly go, actually, I've changed my mind. I'm going to head home. They're stuck with him now. Yeah, we're halfway over the Cape Verde Islands. Yeah, by exactly. The sound of things. So, like, <laughs> and they don't know if they go. Oh, do you know what? I'm going to go home. Who knows how long that fairy dust is going to last? It might not last the whole trip home. Just suddenly fall it's out true. of the sky. They've taken a punt here, haven't they? Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a Peter punt. Hey. <laughs> and who is to get food for us, John? I nipped a bit out of that eagle's mouth, pretty neatly, Wendy. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> but if you think about what the food's going to be, it's going to be like a rat or like a Half baby bird. fish. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a sandwich or a pastry, is it? There's also the issue of they've been going for seemingly quite a long time and nobody's been for a wee. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they have had a little tinkle in the sea when they've, you know, gone over it. Can I just say that does sound like a lot of fun? <laughs> what, what flying over the sea and weeing in it i would totally do that if i was superman i'd totally do that yeah <laughs> i nipped a bit out of that eagle's mouth pretty neatly wendy after the 20th try wendy reminded him and even though we became good at picking up food see how we bump against the clouds and things if he's not near to give us a hand indeed they were constantly bumping They could now fly strongly, though they still kicked far too much. But if they saw a cloud in front of them, the more they tried to avoid it, the more certainly did they bump into it. If Nana had been with them, she would have had a bandage round Michael's forehead by this time. Peter was not with them for the moment, and they felt rather lonely up there by themselves. He could go so much faster than they that he would suddenly shoot out of sight to have some adventure in which they had no share. He would come down laughing over something fearfully funny he had been saying to a star, but he had already forgotten what it was. Or he would come up with mermaid scales still sticking to him, and yet not be able to say for certain what had been happening. Oh yeah, I've heard that story before. (laughs) It's the equivalent of a husband coming home with a blonde hair on his suit, surely, isn't it? Well... Cheeky. What have you been up to with those mermaids? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was rather irritating to the children, who had never seen a mermaid. And if he forgets them so quickly, Wendy argued, how can we expect that he will go on remembering us? Indeed, sometimes when he returned, he did not remember them. At least, not well. Wendy was sure of it. I'm quite impressed with how logical Wendy is in terms of her thinking ahead. To be fair, she came of age at two. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> she was over the hill at two, so uh, whatever age she is now, she she's veritable. She's definitely like, thinking beyond the problem that they've gotten themselves into. Yeah, it's like, this escalated quickly. Is anyone else sort of going, yeah. like, I, like, we wanted to fly, I just wanted to fly over Hyde Park. Yeah. Yeah, I'm literally south of the equator. Miles from home. It, yeah, it's a bit like, you know, when when the world sort of accidentally slips into global pandemic and people think, I know, I'll get all the pasta. And they don't really <laughs> think ahead <laughs> to the repercussions of that. 
<laughs> are you saying Michael and Peter are panic buyers? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. They're just grabbing any fish out of any old eagle's mouth and Wendy's like, hang on a minute. Let's think ahead, shall we? She saw recognition come into his eyes as he was about to pass them the time of day and go on. Once even she had to call him by name. I'm Wendy, she said agitatedly. He was very sorry. I say, Wendy, he whispered to her. Always, if you see me forgetting you, just keep on saying I'm Wendy and then I'll remember. Of course, this was rather unsatisfactory. However, to make amends, he showed them how to lie flat on a strong wind that was going their way. And this was such a pleasant change that they tried it several times and found that they could sleep thus with security. So is he... Is he actually got short-term memory loss? Or do you think that he's kind of like playing a game going, oh, well, if I pretend that I've forgotten who you are, treat him mean, keep him keen. Yeah. Kind of like, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm seeing the player... I'm seeing the player motivations behind this thing of, oh, yeah, what's your what's your name again? Like, I just invited you out somewhere. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> if he doesn't grow up, maybe there's not that, like, sort of cognitive development or something. Maybe that, that's part of it. I don't know. <laughs> Still got the brain of a four-year-old. Indeed, they would have slept longer, but Peter tired quickly of sleeping, and soon he would cry in his captain voice. We get off here! So, with occasional tiffs, but on the whole rollicking, they drew near to the Neverland. For after many moons they did reach it, and, what is more, they had been going pretty straight all the time, not perhaps so much owing to the guidance of Peter or Tink, as because the island was looking for them. It is only thus that anyone may sight those magic shores. There it is, said Peter calmly. Where? Where? Where are the arrows are pointing? Indeed, a million golden arrows were pointing at it. Out- <laughs> <laughs> Where? <laughs> These big Las Vegas signs, just like <laughs> it's literally a million arrows going that way, that way. The person putting the arrows there is like, why do I bother? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Indeed, a million golden arrows were pointing it out to the children, all directed by their friend, the sun, who wanted them to be sure of their way before leaving them for the night. Wendy and John and Michael stood on tiptoe in the air to get their first sight of the island. Strange to say, they all recognised it at once, and until fear fell upon them, they hailed it, not as something long dreamt of and seen at last, but as a familiar friend to whom they were returning home for the holidays. John, there's a lagoon! Wendy, look at the turtles burying their eggs in the sand. I say, John, I see your flamingo with the broken leg. Look, Michael, there's your cave. John, what's that in the brushwood? It's a wolf with her whelps. Wendy, I do believe that's your little whelp. There's my boat, John, with her side stove in. No, it isn't. Why, we burnt your boat. (laughs) That's her at any rate. I say, John, I see the smoke of the redskin camp. Where? Show me and I'll tell you by the way the smoke curls whether they are on the warpath. Is that slightly un-PC now? Yes. 
I think yeah, so. the red skin yeah. camp. I feel that's a bit. Yeah. Mm. But there's a there's a to. there's an NFL team called the Redskins, isn't there? Yeah, there are, and I don't think a lot of people are very happy about it. So I'm I'm probably being really thick. So are these? They're all these are all little. They're all sort of like seeing fantasies and little games that they've played since as children, sort of being realised in sort of landform. Am I right? When we were hearing the descriptions of their own Neverlands. Their personal ones. Yeah. These yeah. were some of the things that were mentioned. So it said that um, John slept in a boat and Michael uh, slept in a wigwam. And, uh, all, and they, Wendy had all a house made of think, leaves. Wendy had a house made of leaves. Yeah. Uh, so I think all of these things are now like their dreams yeah. sort of I think, come to life and amalgamated. Yes, that's about, literally was about to say it's all of their Netherlands have been smashed together. So it's like familiar, but not familiar because each of them recognize their own contribution towards this Neverland. Yeah. But at the same time, are then trying to work out whose different parts there are. Where? Show me and I'll tell you by the way the smoke curls, whether they're on the warpath. There, just across the mysterious river. I see now. Yes, they are on the warpath right enough. Peter was a little annoyed with them for knowing so much. But if he wanted to lord it over them, his triumph was at hand. For have I not told you that anon fear fell upon them? It came as the arrows went, leaving the island in gloom. In the old days at home, the Neverland had always begun to look a little dark and threatening by bedtime. Then unexplored patches arose in it and spread, black shadows moved about in them, the roar of the beasts of prey were quite different now, and above all, you lost the certainty that you would win. You were quite glad that the nightlights were on. You even liked Nana to say that this was just the mantelpiece over here, and that the Neverland was all make-believe. Of course, the Neverland had been make-believe in those days, but it was real now, and there were no nightlights, and it was getting darker every moment. And where was Nana? Is this it almost turning into a nightmare? Or like bits of nightmare sneaking into this dreamscape? Is that what this is? Yeah. I mean, it seems quite Sinister, suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. They had been flying apart, but they huddled close to Peter now. His careless manner had gone at last. His eyes were sparkling, and a tingle went through them every time they touched his body. They were now over the fearsome island, flying so low that sometimes a tree grazed their feet. Nothing horrid was visible in the air. Yet their progress had become slow and laboured, exactly as if they were pushing their way through hostile forces. Sometimes they hung in the air until Peter had beaten on it with his fists. They don't want us to land, he explained. Who are they? Wendy whispered, shuddering. But he could not or would not say. Tinkerbell had been asleep on his shoulder, but now he wakened her and sent her on in front. Sometimes he poised himself in the air, listening intently, with his hand to his ear, and again he would stare down with his eyes so bright that they seemed to bore two holes to earth. Having done these things, he went on again. His courage was almost appalling. Would you like an adventure now? 
he said casually to John. Or would you like to have your tea first? Wendy said tea first, quickly. (laughs) Very British. Yeah. (laughs) And Michael pressed her hand in gratitude. But the braver John hesitated. What kind of adventure? He asked cautiously. There's a pirate asleep in the pampas just beneath us, Peter told him. If you like, we'll go down and kill him. Wow. <laughs> right in what the kind of adventure? Murder. Murder is the adventure. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were going to like tickle his nose or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's turned out to be. Peter Pan is just a psychopath. They're like, okay. Yeah. He's just I... Ted Bundy. He's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's the guy who's on his own. Yeah, just kill him. At this point, Wendy's like, red flag, red flag. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, definitely. I don't see him. John said after a long pause. I do. Suppose, John said a little huskily, he were to wake up. Peter spoke indignantly. You don't think I would kill him whilst he was sleeping? I would wake him first and then kill him. That's the way I always do. Yeah, he's admitting to killing other people there. That's definitely a red flag. And he's addicted to it. Yeah, he enjoys it. It's fun. He loves it. I say, do you kill many? Tons. (laughs) 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 I mean, maybe that was to to my slightly more uh, (laughs) sinister smile when I read it, but uh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. I don't know there's any other way of doing it. Tons. (laughs) That's even worse. John said... How ripping! But decided to have tea first. He asked if there were many pirates on the island just now, and Peter said that he had never known so many. Who is captain now? Hook, answered Peter, and his face became very stern as he said that hated word. James Hook! Aye. Then indeed Michael began to cry, and even John could speak in gulps only, for they knew Hook's reputation. He was Blackbeard's boatswain, John whispered huskily. He's the worst of them all. He is the only man of whom Barbecue was afraid. (laughs) Barbecue? (laughs) It definitely says Barbecue. I'm not... Is that that a name of like an old sailor? Not not literally things you've you know, have in the summer. Uh, is that, I'll, I'll, I'll be interested to find out if that's a famous pirate. It's the nickname of Long John Silver. Ah. Uh, is, is that because he likes cooking people? <laughs> I think it's a different type of barbecue. Apparently he's also known as the sea cook, as that was his original profession. In Peter and Wendy, part of Captain Hook's fierce reputation is Barry's claim that he is the only man whom barbecue was afraid. This is further amplified by the fact that even Captain Flint feared barbecue. Barbecue taught Hook a sword fighting manoeuvre at Rio. So basically they're trying to say they've got a backstory between Captain Hook and Long John Silver. Peter Pan apparently thinks he slayed barbecue with the same sword he takes into battle with Hook. Oh. So Peter Pan actually thinks that Long John Silver's dead and that Captain Hook killed him. So we need to write that prequel. And that uh, that information is from neverpedia.com. Apparently Neverland no. has its own Wikipedia. <laughs> That's like when I when no. I when I go to a toilet that I've never been to, I go, Oh, I've never peed here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's been a long time. 
He's the worst of them all. He's the only man for, of whom Barbecue was afraid. That's him, said Peter. What's he like? Is he big? He's not so big as he was. What do you mean? <laughs> I cut off a bit He's of him. He's been on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> he cut off a bit of him. Yeah, well, that's oh, why yeah, he's got a hook, isn't he? He's cut his hand off. It'll go with hand, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you? Yes, me, said Peter sharply. I wasn't meaning to be disrespectful. Oh, all right. But I say, what bit? His right hand. What? Then he can't fight now. Oh, he can just... Left-hander, he has an iron hook instead of a right hand, and he claws with it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> like a sassy cat claw. <laughs> I, I hope he's in a cat suit, and he's like really, really tight cat suit. <laughs> Peter, I'm going to slay you today. Yeah, a cat suit <laughs> with, that, with the Dustin Hoffman wig. Yeah, Grisabella. <laughs> It doesn't like Grisabella. <laughs> we have to be so careful. This podcast is becoming so stagey. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. That's, we don't know anything else. So sorry. It's true. I say, John," said Peter. "Yes, say I, I, sir, I, I, sir." There is one thing, Peter continued, that every boy who serves under me has to promise. And so must you. John paled. It is this. If we ever meet Hook in open fight, you must leave him to me. I promise, John said loyally. For the moment, they were feeling less eerie, because Tink was flying with them, and in her light they could distinguish each other. Unfortunately, she could not fly so slowly as they, and so she had to go round and round them in a circle in which they moved as in a halo. Wendy quite liked it, until Peter pointed out the drawbacks. She tells me, he said, that the pirates sighted us before the darkness came and got Long Tom out. The big gun? Yes. And of course, they must see her light and if they guess we are near it, they're sure to let fly. Wendy! John! Michael! Tell her to go away at once, Peter! The three cried simultaneously, but he refused. She thinks we've lost the way, he replied stiffly, and she's rather frightened. You don't think I would send her away all by herself when she's frightened? For a moment, the circle of light was broken, and something gave Peter a loving little pinch. Then tell her, Wendy begged, to put out her light. She can't put it out. That is about the only thing fairies can't do. It just goes out of itself when she falls asleep, same as the stars. Well then, tell her asleep at once, John almost ordered. Well, she can't sleep except when she's sleepy. It's the only other thing that fairies can't do. There's a long list of things the fairies can't do, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, oh yeah, the, that's only the other thing. thing. Oh, th- th- yeah, that's the other oh, only no, thing. No, there's that thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to me, growled John, these are the only two things worth doing. 
Here, he got a pinch, but not a loving one. If only one of us had a pocket, Peter said, then we could carry her in it. However, they had set off in such a hurry that there was not a pocket between the four of them. <laughs> He'd be like, oh yeah, before you leave the house, just make sure you pick a pocket up. <laughs> right, you got your wallet, you got your keys, you got your pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's Good. so stupid. He had a happy idea. John's hat. Tink agreed to travel by hat if it was carried in the hand. John carried it, though she had hoped to be carried by Peter. Presently, Wendy took the hat, because John said it struck against his knee as he flew. And this, as we shall see, led to mischief, for Tinkerbell hated to be under an obligation to Wendy. In the black topper, the light was completely hidden, and they flew on in silence. It was the stillest silence they had ever known, broken once by a distant lapping, which Peter explained was the wild beasts drinking at the ford, and again by a rasping sound that might have been the branches of trees rubbing together, but he said it was the redskins sharpening their knives. Even these noises ceased. To Michael, the loneliness was dreadful. If only something would make a sound, he cried. As if in answer to his request, the air was rent by the most tremendous crash he had ever heard. It's a cannon, isn't it? I was waiting for a, like a mm. cannon fire to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the cannon. The pirates had fired Long Tom at There you them. go. The, Long Tom. The roar of it seemed to echo through the mountains and the echoes seemed to cry savagely, Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? Thus sharply did the terrified three learn the difference between an island of make-believe and the same island come true. When at last the heavens were steady again, John and Michael found themselves alone in the darkness. John was treading the air mechanically, and Michael, without knowing how to float, was floating. Are you shot? John whispered tremulously. I haven't tried myself out yet. <laughs> Michael whispered back. That's a phrase we don't use. Yeah. Is it tie yourself, but like to... Same, same context? No, I think it's like, like he has... He well, no, he's he saying, I've, like, not, I've not checked myself. Oh, I see. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. Have you been shot? Oh, I don't know. I haven't tried myself out yet. Let me walk around a bit. Oh, yeah, no, my leg hurts. Yeah, there's a big gaping bullet hole in I it. Have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know now that no one had been hit. Peter, however, had been carried by the wind of the shot far out to sea, while Wendy was blown upwards with no companion but Tinkerbell. It would have been well for Wendy if at that moment she had dropped the hat. I don't know whether the idea came suddenly to Tink, or whether she had planned it on the way, but she at once popped out of the hat and began to lure Wendy to her destruction. Tink was not all bad, or... Rather, she was all bad just now, but on the other hand, sometimes she was all good. Fairies have to be one thing or the other, because being so small, they unfortunately have room for one feeling only at a time. They are, however, allowed to change. Only, it must be a complete change. At present, she was full of jealousy of Wendy. What she said in her lovely tinkle... Wendy could not, of course, understand, but I believe some of it was bad words. <laughs> but, it sounded, <laughs> but it sounded kind, and she flew back and forward, plainly meaning, 
follow me and all will be well. What else could poor Wendy do? She called to Peter and John and Michael, and got only mocking echoes in reply. She did not yet know that Tink hated her with the fierce hatred of a very woman. And so, bewildered and now staggering in her flight, she followed Tink to her doom. End of chapter. Oh, we finally have a cliffhanger. Yes. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I do remember quite a lot of this from the Disney film, like the pirates taking aim at the kids with the cannon and... The Wendy Bird, the whole thing about the Wendy Bird, like shooting yeah. down the Wendy Bird. Yeah. Um, so this is quite in line, actually, and shows you that Disney hasn't changed that much from from the story. Yeah, it seems to be. Mm. I'm looking at lit charts. Lit charts. <laughs> Not- <laughs> You're gonna do that every <laughs> single time. Yeah. Yeah. Rub, rub. Are, yeah. And there's a little analysis just on Peter here because we were trying to work out what was wrong with him in terms of his memory loss and just the way that he behaves. And this is actually quite concise and quite interesting. It says, Peter has many inhuman powers like the ability to communicate with fairies and the agility to steal from birds. But he seems to lack many human powers. He likes Wendy and the two boys, but he cannot truly care if they live or die, which seems to be quite true. He has poor memory because he has no sense of ordinary human time. Vast lengths of time contract into just moments for him and anything but the current moment holds little meaning for him. So maybe that's why he was saying, oh, it's just, you know, you keep going till morning because to him, because he's immortal and he never grows up, he has no sense or reference as to what time actually is. So that flight probably felt like weeks and weeks to the kids. But to him, it felt like nothing. And so he, mm-hmm. yeah, so he doesn't know about like the value of a human life because, like, um, exactly like, seven, 70 years. Whereas he's like, well, I don't know what a year is or anything like that. Or like, no. So, so he's essentially amoral because he has no sort of, cause is that that's, that's amorality, isn't it? Where you've got like, you don't really have any sort of true care for anything. It doesn't necessarily imply like yeah. someone being evil. It's it's just it's well, just normally like... if someone is devoid of any kind of empathy, you'd call them a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. That, let's go with Peter Pan being a because sociopath. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah, well, because you're unable to see you're you're unable to have empathy for anyone else. But at the minute, we haven't we haven't received enough like, backstory to know the relationship between Peter and the pirates. No, and so I guess I guess there's still like story to be unpacked there in terms of. Um, we know that Peter's kills some kills pirates on the reg, and we know that he <laughs> chopped off Hook's hand, but we actually don't know any of the things that the pirates might have done to them. Yeah, he, he might be he, turf war, he might have been like kidnapped and tortured, from. like it's true. stripped naked and stripped. Or something, you know. So, what's the next chapter called? What? What? Where are we going with this now that we're in Neverland and the pirates? Yeah. Are, well, Tinkerbell's trying to lure Wendy to her own doom. I'm guessing she's going to try and get the pirates to shoot at Wendy. Um, where are we going? Well, Baza isn't giving away too much with Chapter 5's title. It's called The Island Come True. Oh, very vague. So is that the island coming into life? Yeah, maybe the sun's rising. No, I think it's, it's gone, just gone down because when they arrived, it said that the arrows were all out and the sun was helping shine on the golden arrows so they could see where to go. And the sun wanted to make sure that they'd got in before he, he went away. So I think it's just just gone night time. So it's definitely not morning like Peter lied about. No. Yeah. No, clearly not straight on till morning. Straight on till several mornings and then we'll arrive at twilight. So yeah. intensely inaccurate, but anyway. 
So if you have any insight or any comments on the chapter, you can contact us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or pop us a message on Twitter at LazyBookClubPod. Or slide into our DMs on Instagram <laughs> at Pod. <laughs> so we will see you next week for The Island Come True. See you there. Bye. Bye.